Good evening, and live from the studio here in Wichita, Kansas, we've got myself, Garrett Chad, and of course, as always, Garrett Winkler. How are you doing tonight, Chad? Good. Good. We got a nice little bonus episode here for you folks, here on the Sunflower Spreads podcast. And uh, we're excited for this one. This is a, a few niche teams that maybe mean something to us emotionally or or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, they're teams we don't normally cover. And we're here to give you a mildly full preview of them uh, with some interesting anecdotes for the season. What do you think about that, Winkler? I'm excited. Bonus episode. Um, do we want to go back over any of our win total locks as well this episode? I guess we probably um, should remind yeah. the folks out yeah. there. We'll do that at the very end, so, but we'll go back over and just kind of cover some of our locks, some of the best plays for the season. Mm-hmm. So We've got we, the first round of college football coming up this weekend with oh, Week yeah. Zero. We covered that excited. in our last episode. Very excited for that. Um, you know where we'll be. Watching college football. Watching college football. Did you see that tweet today about, uh, unless you went to any of the universities? And you're a sick man. Oh, yeah. Tweeted about it. I saw I saw the Sunflower Spreads uh, <laughs> account tweeted it out. I am a but. sicko. You know I'll... I'll, I'll I love the sickos committee. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Yes, yes. I'm very excited. <laughs> that is me. I am, I am ready to go for college football. I've been waiting all year for this. Uh, it's the best time of the year. And it's some some real stinkers, but that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? Stinkers? You're talking about New Mexico State and UMass in primetime, and you're calling them stinkers? You're right. It's actually one of the best football games of the year. Best football games of the year. (laughs) It's going to be down in New Mexico. Get your green chili out. It's going to be a good time down there. I do like green chili. Big Game Boomer is going to be down there. He's excited. (laughs) (laughs) Love or hate him. It's cool. He's going to a New Mexico State game. Go Aggies. Drink of water. Drink of water. Dead get myself air. hydrated for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, wet my whistle a little bit. Oh, yeah. Drinking Powerade. You got a little blue Powerade. Little the best Powerade, by the way. Powerade Zero. Powerade flavor. I can't drink regular Powerade, but regular Powerade is a little, little bit sweet, too, it's too syrupy. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way with body armor. But you know what's great is uh, blue, power, blue power armor on ice when you've got a, when you just got a killer headache after the weekend. Ooh, I got a good top five at the end of this as well. Oh, I can't wait. All right, all right. All right. Let's go ahead and dive right into it so we can get right into it. All right. I did these alphabetically, so don't be mad about the layout or anything okay. like that. Um, we will start with Boise State, the Broncos. Um, the Coes. The Coes, as some may call them. Um, they have a win total of eight and a half. They start off their season. Of course, last year they uh, they lost in the Mountain West Championship um, on their blue turf. It's one of nine losses they've had in the past 20 years on the blue turf. Impeccable home record. So one of the best home environments. I wouldn't say probably one of the best home worker or environments in college football. Would you agree, Chad? The blue I turf? would agree. Oh. Combining the turf and the environment mm-hmm. together, you know, it's not the biggest stadium, oh, yeah. but it's rowdy. Mm-hmm. The turf itself is oh, an yeah. obstacle for good fan base. Teams. Good fan base. I mean, did you know Boise State is banned from uh, wearing blue uniforms on the blue turf? 
Is that all blue? You like all completely blue, uniforms. blue? All blue uniforms. I can see that. Yep. And as a, they appealed it and went to the NCAA whatever court or whatever, and uh, so as a stipulation, teams can no longer wear all green uniforms on green fields. <laughs> so the uniforms cannot. Well, there you go. Fight for your right, Boise. Uh, yeah, I mean. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> they're bringing back their starting quarterback. They're bringing back their uh, number one running back. So lots of production returning in Boise. Um, their quarterback last year, they, of course, started out with Hank Bachmeyer. He was benched after the third or fourth week. So they brought in uh, – I'll look up his name real quick. Um, but he was drawing Josh Allen comparisons. They kind of switched from the spread to more of a multiple um, set. So – a little bit of switch in personnel over the past year. But other than that, um, I'm really high on Boise this year. I think they got things figured out, even after a rocky start last season. Um, they w- found their footing, still made the Mountain West Conference, hosted the Mountain West Conference. They were number one in the conference in the regular season. And then, of course, they fell to Fresno State, couldn't stop Hayner. You know what I mean? He was on fire. <laughs> he can't stop yeah. Hayner, you know what they say. Taylor Green is Boise State's quarterback's name. He threw for 2,000 yards and only played eight games. That's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, you know, we had we had high hopes for Hank Bachmeyer at the beginning of his college career. Um, didn't really pan out. That's unfortunate. You know, of course, wish Hank the best as he is oh, a yeah. college athlete. Louisiana Tech. At La Tech, the Bulldogs. Hopefully he can turn his career around there. He's got a lot of talent, but we'll see if he can put it all together. Boise State's leading rusher, um, George Halani, is back. He's a... He's a workhorse, man. He's, he's a good, <laughs> Is he a three-down back? He's a three-down back, let me tell you. Um, other than that, I don't have the an exact in-depth breakdown or anything like that, but I'm very excited for Boise this year. Yeah, I'm expecting, um, you know, they were good last year, but I'm expecting them to be a little bit better this year. I picked them as my Mountain West champion uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I think they get back on top. I really do. I do um, as well. So big stuff in Boise. What's their schedule looking like this year? They start off September 2nd away at your Washington Huskies. Oh. It's going to be a great game. It is going to be a good game, but unfortunately on my sheet, I've got the Huskies taking home the dub. I do too. Um, I think, you know what I mean? I think It's, it's a good, good game, I think though. it's going to be one score game. game. I think it's going to be one score game, but I think the Broncos just fall short. What time is... Time's kickoff on that. I I think it's a six p.m. kickoff. So unfortunately, I'm oh, going to be yeah. missing it. Nope, it's a two thirty p.m. kickoff. PM I lied to you. Kickoff. So I will be missing it. I'll be in Manhattan, but you best believe I'm gonna be following along on my phone. Uh, I will be watching here. So all right, in the studio. <laughs> in the studio, yeah. <laughs> so we both have them down for a loss. Um, I although I would not be surprised. So kind of what I did was I think they're gonna they're gonna get either. The Washington game, which is more unlikely, or the next game, which is more likely, as they host to UCF very Golden Knights. I think I like the Broncos here. I do too. At home. It's a long travel for UCF. Uh, If this was at the Moonbounds, sorry to cut you off. If this was out the Moonbounds, I would have gave it to UCF as well. Oh, I think as well. I think it's kind of a home field advantage kind of thing. Long travel for Mm -hmm. either team, whichever direction they're going. Uh, But yeah, I mean. You're in Boise. It's a good environment. UCF might be a little fatigued. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to out-physical Boise. I think that's what UCF is going to try and do to a lot of teams this year is just out-physical them at the line, wear them down over the course of the game. But, you know, Boise's got those corn-fed boys on the line. Oh, yeah. Potato-fed. Potato-fed. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse my Idaho culture misreference. You're good. Um, 
So yeah, I like Boise. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be uh, pretty physical. But I, I like the Broncos to pull this out. I do too. Um, they then play host to the North Dakota. Um, I okay. <laughs> blanking on their mascot. I apologize, North Dakota. I think is it the Falcons or South Dakota's the Jackrabbits. No, South Dakota State's the Jackrabbits. South oh, Dakota. Right. South Dakota's the. Uh, they're like wolves. Yeah, but we're talking about North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota mm. State was obviously the Bison. Bison. I think they're the Eagles or something. Yeah. He's looking up. I have them winning this game. I think uh, they're going to outlay the points with however much it is. Um, I think they're going to really take it to North Dakota. Um, potential future Mountain West member, if realignment's still going on. Um, I'd love to see North Dakota State, North Dakota, South Dakota State, and South Dakota. And even some Montana and Montana State jump up to the Mountain West. I think that would be a really good additions for the Mountain West. Um North Dakota is the Fighting Hawks. I knew it was a bird. I, I, I can picture the green logo with, like, the eagle or whatever, mm-hmm. the bird on it. So I just couldn't remember I know, what bird so, it was. so I can picture <laughs> the green, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, are, you, are you on North Dakota here, Chad, or are you picking I'm Boise? Not, I'm not. Um, look up with, Boise's uh, a home record in the past 20 years or whatever as well. Um, I am curious about that. That is a stat that's going to play in later for me. But I heard it's like they're 109 at home. Since 2000, Boise State is 120 and 9 yep. at I, home. I knew they had nine losses, and one of those was last year. <laughs> I think maybe two of them were last year. No, it was just one. They lost at UTEP, and that was a terrible loss for Boise last year. Anyways, next week, uh, the following week on 922, uh, they travel. To San Diego to take on the San Diego State Aztecs. I think they I think they win this game. I think they win as well. San Diego State. I don't. I'm not too high on them. Um, mostly because uh, Rocky Lombardi left and uh, their former coach. I can't remember if that's Rocky Lombardi or not. But um, they're San Diego State used to be more of a power team and they've they've kind of went spread and it hasn't really panned out for them. So I gotta yeah, see it to believe it. I remember you mentioned last week their new coach mentioned that he doesn't really think that. <laughs> Physicality matters in football. <laughs> yeah. That might be just a... Uh, I might have been, like, paraphrasing, but I, I think he was asked some sort of question. He was just like, yeah, we're going to spread. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, we'll but, see. I, I've, I'm on the Broncos. Yep, I'm on the Broncos as well. They then travel away to Memphis. So, they went. They go to San Diego and then to Memphis in the span of two weeks. Eight you days. Know, it's a lot Eight of travel. Difference. It's a lot of travel. But I still think Boise is better than Memphis. I do too. Uh, I think Boise wins a very close game. I think this is a game that almost slips out of their grasp in the second half. You know, when those legs start to get real tired. Mm -hmm. You've been on the road this past week for really about a week and a half constantly. And... But yeah, I think the Broncos win this by a field goal or a touchdown, perhaps. It's a single possession game that I think Memphis makes close in the second half. I was iffy about the UCF game, so I had Boise dropping two games later in the year. Just, you know what I mean, just a classic, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I really think this game is winnable. I think Boise State should rightfully be favored. However, I have Memphis winning this game. Um, I just... Something, just the travel from going San Diego State to Boise all the way out to um, Memphis, Tennessee in the span of eight days. That's just, you know what I mean? A lot of jet lag there. So, um, I just have them dropping this one. You know, that's a hell of a travel schedule. So, I think it's doing nothing but travel. I think they get caught sleepwalking. They, they drop one right there. But then, 
travel after the Memphis game on October 7th to San Jose State. I'm really high on San Jose State this year. I know you are, but I'm still going with Boise State. My apologies. This is a home game. So home they're game. traveling back home to Boise, and then they take on San Jose State um, at home. On October 7th, you on said? On October 7th. So they have a bye in between Memphis and San Jose? No, Memphis is uh, 9.30. Uh, uh, September oh, sorry. 30. I misheard you. No, you're okay. Uh, no, yeah, I think Boise State will win this one. I do too. Uh, I'm, San Jose State's quarterback's got a little bit of a head case. Who knows if he pans out or not. I think he gets it figured out another year in the system. But I have Boise winning this one due to the home field advantage and everything. So I think this might be a close game, but I think they take care of business. They then travel, um, or they have a bye in between this game and the next game. And then they travel to Colorado State to take on the Rams. Are you ramming it, Chad, or are you going to ride at the Broncos? I'm not ramming it. Um, I like the Rams. They've got a sumo wrestler on the D-line. I think they'll be much improved. But I don't see them beating Boise at this moment in time. I do not either. I think they take care of business yet again. Um, I do think this game will be close, though. Um, I think Colorado State's going to be improved, but I think Boise State is just uh, head and shoulders above um, Colorado State still. Colorado State's got a little bit of work to do. Uh, they then have another bye week. <laughs> they then have another bye week, and they travel to um, back to Boise to take on the Wyoming Cowboys. Craig Bull is very high on his team this year. Could Wyoming upset Boise? I think they kept it pretty close last year, if I remember correctly. But um, still, you never know. You know what I mean? I think I want to lean towards Wyoming here. Wait, Ooh. sorry. Is this at home or in Laramie? Um, Boise. In Boise. Mm. I gave it to Boise as well. Ah. Yeah. That nine loss and... Nine this is in Laramie. I give Wyoming the game. I would as well. Nine in losses Boise. in 23 years. It's pretty hard to compete with. Yep. So I think I will switch to the Broncos. There you go. There you go. Yep, we're both on the Broncos defeating Wyoming, but this is another one of those sneaky games. You know it is. Mean? This um, is about the point of the schedule where... Legs are tired. Legs are t- injuries are piling up. Boys, you game here. Yeah. The 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 the, uh, the pressure of the title race starts uh-huh. to mount, and they travel on November fourth to the Fresno State Bulldogs. I don't know who is starting for Fresno State. Um, I don't know much about the Bulldogs, but I, they always have a good quarterback. Josh Hainer, of course, graduated. Um, is it going to be that guy who played? Uh, who was their backup last year? I don't know. I think they brought in. He a, wasn't bad. They brought in a transfer. They brought bad. in a transfer, to my knowledge. Um, I'll have to look it up, but, um, where's my phone at? Um, they brought in, Fresno brought in a transfer, regardless of who's starting quarterback for Fresno. I think Jeff Tedford circled this game. I think they want to win it. And I think that Fresno knocked off Boise here. Now, this is a revenge spot for Boise. I mean, they lost to Fresno last year on the blue turf, but they also beat Fresno, or no, on the blue turf. But Hayner was injured in that game that they beat him. That Boise beat Fresno, and then Hayner was back, and so Boise lost to Fresno. Anyways, I really think Fresno State is just like Boise's kryptonite, and I think Fresno gets them here oh, in the Valley, the battle for the Valley. What you looking up, Chad? I'm looking up their quarterback. You're looking up the quarterback. Last year, Logan Fife was their backup. 
They brought in a transfer, I swear. He threw for 892 yards. Fife did okay. And he just two touchdowns and six interceptions. I think we actually watched the game in which he threw several of those. We watched a bunch of Fife, and it was it was hard to... Mikey Keene. Mikey, Mikey Keene Keen, is it. the transfer yep. from he... UCF. Yep. He yep. threw for 650 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception last year in... So, oh, according like to OurLads.com, Mikey Keene is the projected starter. Um, Mikey Keene w- has a hell of an arm. Um, I do know Gus Malzone did not play him very much because Ma- Mikey Keene's a pocket passer, and Gus Malzone likes to run that um, QB power run. Yeah. You know what I mean? He started the first four games for UCF last year and then got benched. They yeah. went 3-1 in those games. He's good. He just He's not as much of a runner as what Gus Malzone likes. So he transferred to Fresno. I think it's a great transfer for both teams. You know what I mean? I do like that. UCF's going in a different direction. I think Fresno, I think they'll be all right there. Now, the other thing, and I hate to bring this up, but Jeff Tedford, um, in games where he has not been able to coach the entire season, they've had a, a either five, or like a 7-5 and five or below season. And in games that he is able to coach the entire season, he's like eight wins or above. So I think a lot of it depends on Jeff, Jeff Tedford's health. Um, you know what I mean? The coach, he is getting up there in age. So um, obviously, I wish him the best. You know what I mean? Even as a Boise State fan, mm-hmm. like I have this down as a loss. I think I'm assuming he's going to be healthy because that, that's how you should assume things. So um, <laughs> uh, I have this down as a loss. I think they knock him off. So that's why I, I will go with the dogs as well. I think I think Boise yeah. drops this one. Yep. They then tra- or tr- they then return home, excuse me, on 11-11. And uh, <laughs> they take on the New Mexico, I think they're the Red Wolves? Or the Wolves? Or? New Mexico? New Mexico. Maybe they're the Maybe Huskies? the Lobos. You are right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking of Arkansas State. That's who yes, I'm thinking. Yes, they are. Because we, we, we talked about them earlier on yep. the pod. But I have Boise State winning this game. Getting right. Chad? I do as well. All right. New Mexico's not very good. Yep. They then travel away to take on Utah State. I have this as a win. I do as well. Aggies, uh, they're okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're good enough to knock off Boise. I agree. Um, they then return home for their final game of the regular season to take on Air Force. Air Force is not running the triple option this year. So they're going to be running some sort of... Uh, you know what I mean? Pistol option or spread option. So, don't think that. I think I'd give the edge to Boise here. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you have Boise going. Let's see here. Ten and two. I have them at nine and three. Both on the over. The over is eight and a half. I believe it's plus odds. This is one of my favorite plays mm-hmm. of the season. Um. So just something to think about, Chad. We will then shift gears, and we are going to shift over to none other than the Maryland Terrapins. Ooh, we've got the Maryland Terrapins, home of my girlfriend Liv. Big shouts to Liv. Today is our two-year anniversary, the day we're recording this. Congratulations. Thank you, August 23rd, 2023. Um... 
They also have one of the best uniforms now in college football with the script returning. The old school look is back. It's good stuff. Uh, better or worse than Florida's helmets? Way better. I agree. Way better. Uh, they just it's released the a... It's the it color scheme. It is. the color scheme. They just released a blackout uniform. That'll look pretty slick. Rumors are they're going to drop a gold rush uniform coming up here soon. Um, overall, very slick look. However, let's get into the product on the field. All right. So, the stars for this Maryland offense involve, or include, excuse me, Talia Tagovailoa, Tua's brother, Roman Hemby, running back, sophomore, Corey Dykes, the tight end, and wide receiver Deshaun Jones on the defensive side of the ball. Their uh, defensive back core is anchored by Bo Braid and Dante Trader Jr. Love it. And then linebacker Sean Barham. Uh, is also a force to be reckoned with in the middle of the field. Noise. Rounding up some stats here for you last year. Please Talia, do. Uh, he only played about eight or nine games, I believe. He was injured uh, for a little bit. But he threw 3,008 passing yards, as well as 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Roman Hemby ran for 989 yards and 10 touchdowns as a true freshman. Real quick, did Talia play every game? I think he was injured two games, right? He was. I so that, he yeah. could have made it to 3,400. Oh, yeah. He very easily could have thrown for 3,500-plus. What's throw. the most yards you've thrown for an NCAA 14 in a season? Probably around 6,000. Really? I, most I've ever gotten to is 4,000. Oh, you know I like to throw them all. You do. Like <laughs> Fuck, continue. Uh, Roman Hemby as a true freshman, 989 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, their second running back, uh, Andre Littleton the second. He ran for 379 yards and six touchdowns. They got a nice little one-two punch. Littleton is more used in short yardage situations. Uh, Hemby still kind of a three-down back, um, but he's going to be a star, so keep your eye on him. Uh, Corey Dykes, the tight end, one of the best tight ends in the nation overall. 494 yards receiving and three touchdowns. He's also got great pass blocking and run blocking to his strengths, so... Good stuff from the tight end. And Ja'Shawn Jones, 557 yards and four touchdowns. So Roman Hemby accounting for a lot of the offensive production as far as scoring goes. But Talia spreading the ball around a little bit with those 18 touchdowns. On the defensive side of things, Bo Braid, 85 tackles and two interceptions. Dante Trader Jr., 62 tackles and two interceptions. And Ja'Shawn Barnum, 59 tackles to go along with four sacks. Um, so the main strengths of this Maryland football team, Winkler, running the football. <laughs> Hemby and Littleton, they're a great duo in the backfield. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> Is it the best backfield in the NCAA? No. Okay. <laughs> not by any means. But Is it they, the best backfield in the Big Ten? Probably not. I think Michigan's got to be. Yeah, Michigan's. Uh, but they are good. <laughs> no, you're okay. fine. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> uh, taking care of the ball. Uh, Talia with eight interceptions. Uh, not a whole lot of fumbling the ball either. Um, and their uniforms, of course, are one of their big strengths. Um, <laughs> Mike Loxley, he's a good coach. They won the Dukes Mayo Bowl last year against NC State. That's kind of a, a snooze fest of a game, I'm not going to lie. I think it ended 13-10. to 10. Yeah, it was a, it was a yucky and, game. And, uh, you know, Coach Loxley got the Mayo dumped on him. which Who is did they play again? I forgot. NC State. NC State, that's right. Now the weaknesses of this football team are their O-line. Talia got sacked 32 times. <laughs> That's not good. In 12 air in like nine games. Eight or nine games. That's, That's bad. Good, That's why he got injured. 
Nope. So hopefully they cleaned up the O-line. I didn't look into that too much. Uh, their D-line is also weak. Not a whole lot of sacks to be accounted for from the Maryland D-line. And their takeaways. They don't force many turnovers. Uh, they had single-digit interceptions for the year. And uh, I couldn't really find any forced fumbles to be accounted for. There you go. So let's get into the schedule. Let's get into it. They start off their schedule home to Townsend. Towson, yes. I've driven past there a number Towson, of times. Excuse me. Um, it's an okay little town, I guess. Uh, they're going to win. Towson's not good. They're a D2. So. <laughs> the next week, you better protect your McDonald's. You better protect your five guys. Because Biff Pogie's coming Biff to town. Biff Pogie's coming to with college. The Bob. Charlotte 49ers. Now, listeners, do yourself a favor, okay? And bless your eyes, your phone, your search history, and Google. Biff, Biff Pogi. Pogi. Find out he's got a crazy and backstory. Then cl- click on images. And click on the first image, and it should be a cutoff with him. And let me tell you, that is the peak the of cutoff. male performance. Got the goatee. Yeah, he's a character. The peak. Um, Charlotte actually played Maryland uh, in College Park last year, so they're coming back again. Uh, Maryland that Pogi won. ain't scared. Maryland won that game forty-nine to ten. I, I also have. Mar- oh, sorry, real quick. I also have Maryland beating Towson. I forgot to call that. Okay, so. <laughs> I have Maryland winning this game as well. Sorry, Biff, you're not gonna be able to ra- play. This year isn't his year. Turn your program around in so, that game. So of his, I don't know how many are on the roster. Seventy players. Um, twenty-two of his seventy players, he is either coached in high school or at Michigan. So fun fact about that. Well. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So he's very familiar with uh, a percentage of his roster. You know, most coaches, they don't, they don't like that. You know what I mean? It's I think this roster. game will be closer than people anticipate. No. I don't think Maryland's going to win 49-10 to 10 again by any means. I could see more of a 28-17 to 17 kind of game coming out mm-hmm. of this one. God, I'm so devastated that SMU didn't beat Maryland last year. I forgot about that. That was actually a good game. That was a great game. Um, I'm an SUMU fan. Um, death penalty pony up. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Week three. They stay home again. Getting a lot of home games in here. Uh, they take on the Cavaliers of Virginia, UVA, the Hoos. I got, a, town. I got a take. Okay. This is their weakest opponent of the first three weeks. <laughs> Probably of their okay. entire schedule. <laughs> of Over Towson? Yes. Well, I know Virginia's bad. <laughs> they're bad. I don't think they're Towson bad. They're <laughs> I think they're definitely worse I than think Charlotte. They're in the realm. <laughs> I think they're in the realm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Maryland's going to win this game. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maryland doesn't really matter. Destroys them. Um, um, they then travel away to take on Michigan State and Sparty. Sparty. Tom Izzo's coming to town. Now, Michigan State mm-hmm. fans seem to think that they have the better blackout uniform. I beg to differ. I think it's pretty run of the mill as far as blackout uniforms go. <laughs> That's not the point. I'm not a huge uh, Mel Tucker guy. Michigan State looked abysmal last year. I think they'll be better this year. I sort of have this game as a toss-up just because it, it is um, in Lansing. But I, I have it down as a win. So I'll let you in here. I, I've got a little bit of a ceiling floor situation going on. Um, so I've got that down as a toss-up, and I'll go over that later. But I do have it down as a win as well. So I think... Maryland wins this game. They start out 4-0. Okay. That's fine. I have it as a loss. I think Michigan State gets them here. I think Michigan State's going to be a little bit more improved than last year. But um, I don't have any reason to believe that. I just think that, you know, it is Michigan State. 
No, they brought in some nice recruits. They stole a uh, a four-star receiver from Kansas. Uh, that was disappointing. Sure. But he is from Michigan, so fair sure. enough. Uh, and that kid also switched his commitment like three times. So mm. good luck keeping him. Anyway, uh, after that, they traveled, traveled to Hoosier Town, take on the Hoosiers of Indiana. This is a win. Indiana's not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Indiana's really bad. So, yeah, that's a win. Then travel away. <laughs> this is when the meat and potatoes of the schedule start to become apparent. This is where I think... Uh, this is when things start to fall yeah. apart. Uh, Liv <laughs> likes to say that every year they start out 5-0. and That's what I've got them at here. And then they play Ohio State or Michigan or someone. And then they finish, you know, like... Ohio State is who you draw. Uh-huh. And this is a loss. Last year in College Park, this was actually a great game. Ohio State won 38-30, to I believe, due to... <laughs> one of Talia's uh, only eight interceptions late in the game. Um, he had played great up to that point. The entire team had, but yeah, this is a uh, this is uh, in Columbus. It's a different beast. Ohio State's gonna win this one. Yeah, probably pretty big. <sighs> Sorry, I would. I'll probably end up laying the points here when this yeah. comes around. Yeah, depending on performances in prior weeks. Yeah, they then travel back home and they take on the Illinois Fighting Illini. Little Belima ball. I've got them losing this game. This is what I gave them. I think they're going to get one in this, you know what I mean, stretch. Obviously, I haven't beaten Northwestern next week. I'm just I'm sorry to spoil that. But. <laughs> hey, I think we all do. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Of all the games between Ohio State, Illinois, Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, um, I think this is the one they win. Um, I think they just get out-physical here. I no, think they fair. have a little more talent mm-hmm. on the football field than Illinois. But watching Maryland last year, I mean, they just get – Completely bullied by more physical teams. Um, Illinois is one of those teams. Um, they're replacing a. I always forget his name. Chase Brown. Chase Bryce. I can't remember. It's Chase Brown. Chase Bryce is a singer. I don't know what I'm talking about. He was the starting running back for Illinois last year. Um, really good. I think he led the NCAA in rushing at one point. I don't know if he finished with it or not. But um, they're replacing him. So Illinois is a team I got to see to believe. Maryland, I think we know what we're drawing here. So I'm going to take Maryland in a close one, 17-14. We will see Illinois week two when they play Kansas and Lawrence. So we can get a nice feeler for them there. Bye week, and then taking on Northwestern. That's a win. (laughs) That's a win. Doesn't matter where that game's played, playing in Ireland, doesn't matter. Northwestern sucks this year. Then they travel home to play... Another physical team in the Penn State Lions. At least it's not in State College. <laughs> I, uh, Penn State just beats the shit out of Maryland. Honestly, I think <laughs> every you, year. If you're Maryland, you'd rather this game be at Penn State just because it's for sure going to be lost. You want Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all on the road because, you know. That way you don't have to waste a home game yeah, on them. Yeah. Because yeah. then um, I think you pick up a couple of the extra games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get. Nebraska at home. I think they beat Nebraska, but you get my point. That's just an example. So, um, yep, I have this as a loss. Pretty big. So, sorry. Yeah, no. All right. Moving on to. Uh, Away at Nebraska. In Lincoln. I am planning on attending this game. I have extended that invitation to you. Uh, Still undecided yet. Don't know where I'm going to be at that point. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I plan on going at least. This will be a good opportunity to see the Terps close to home. I've got a, a Maryland uh, little, uh, not a quarter zip, pullover. You're going to get corn <laughs> thrown at you, Chad. I am Shucks. probably going to get corn thrown at me. <laughs> probably going to get cussed out. 
I don't care. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Ready for the cold weather. Does Maryland win this game? And a big old Maryland win. I've got this as a toss-up as well because I, I think this could be a good game. I think it's a close game, but I think they beat Nebraska. So I think I if this game was, let's say, if it's the schedule of the Virginia game. I guess Virginia's out of conference. Sorry. If it's the schedule of the Michigan State game, I'd have Maryland winning because, you know what I mean, uh, Matt Rule's still getting his footing and everything. That was, that was kind of my apprehension in taking Maryland to win this game was that at this point, I think Matt Rule will have the wheels turning a little bit better yep. for Nebraska. They'll have yep. their feet under him. Um, but I'm going to it, so I'm going to pick a win. <laughs> Fair enough. I am on Nebraska here. I think Matt Rule gets him going the second half of the season. I think he leads them to – I think Nebraska is going to drop a couple games early on. I think on. this is part of a late-season bull push. Yes, yes. So I think Nebraska wins. Uh, sorry, Maryland fans. Uh, they then return home to rebound from the loss to take on Michigan. Or to go home with a safe win. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose to Michigan. They're going to get ran all over. It's okay. That actually, that, that was not a bad game last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, they lost by a few scores, but it wasn't as bad as it should have been. And go. they finished off the season with their annual game against... Rutgers, the forced rivalry, the forced rivalry. Brunswick, aka Piscataway, aka a shithole. That place sucks. It's the ugliest city I've ever been in. They're gonna win because Rutgers is bad. <laughs> and yeah, it's a very forced rivalry because they're like, "Hey, you guys are coming in and play each other." A lot of people are picking Rutgers to win this game. Um, because yep, Tua could be injured at this point. You know, or to a Talia. Talia, excuse me. Talia could be injured at this point. He always gets injured every year. Um, not that I'm wishing for that. I'm just saying, you know, it's something you got to consider. Uh, however, I still have this as a win. You know what I mean? I think Maryland's just at a better spot right now than Rutgers. But watch out. Watch out. For the Scarlet Knights. Hey, they beat K-State in the bowl game. <laughs> like a while ago. A long time ago. I think that was 2011 with Josh Freeman. Yeah. So. Um... But yeah, my ceiling here for Maryland is nine and three. I think their floor is seven and five. Um, yeah, I got seven and five. Who do you? Ha- how do you get nine and three here? Who do you have them beating? Well, that's with the toss ups. Sorry, I didn't mention my toss ups. Right. So one of my toss ups is at Illinois, which I have down at the loss. Uh-huh. If they win all their toss ups, they go nine and three. If they lose them all, they go seven and five. Because I'm seeing. Or excuse sure- me. Um, okay, I see the I see the three now. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Because you're having Michigan State as a win, Illinois as a win. No, Illinois is a loss. No, I know, I know oh. how you picked it. But yeah. I'm saying for to get to nine and three, yeah. they have to beat Michigan State, Illinois, and Nebraska. Because those are the three toss ups I'm seeing. Everything yes. else is pretty kind of predetermined. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I get what you're saying now. Then okay, that works. Okay, so you went eight and four then. Yes. Okay. So you're on the over, I'm on the under. I uh, I'm seven five. I think. Um, I don't know. I just think they're gonna go seven five. <laughs> I would bet this. It's, yeah, at all. Vegas got the number right. Vegas got the number right. We didn't travel. The New Mexico State, the Aggies, <laughs> the Aggies, coached by tell. Jerry Kill. So let me sell you on this because I know I talked to Liv, long time listener of the pod. <laughs> She was very skeptical about this. Let me run you through the transfer portal, okay? Leaving, we have two-star cornerback, still in the porter, gone. 
Two-star punter, he went to Arizona State. Zero-star kicker, Brett Money, great name. He has not landed anywhere. Two-star linebacker, Nick uh, clone. Uh He hasn't landed anywhere. Zero-star offensive tackle. He's at UNLB. Um, <laughs> Three-star quarterback. I have their name. Sorry. Cyrus Dumas. He went to he went to UTSA, so that's probably their biggest loss. And a zero-star quarterback in Keegan uh, Heckman. So, Heckman. And he has not landed anywhere either. So, just by that leaving, would you say they're losing any talent? No. The, except the cor- for that the corner, three-star. The three-star cornerback. This is who they're bringing in, okay? This is who's going to be on their roster next year. Three-star offensive tackle from Boise. His name is Jacob Golden. Uh, three-star tight end Tyler Deverin from the FCS. Zero-star safety uh, Jordan Vincent. Hold on. Yep, that's the worst one they're bringing in. I get it. Uh, <laughs> four-star quarterback Eli Stowers from Texas A&M. Great get for the Aggies. I heard about him. Uh, he was part of their... Uh their like historical recruiting class or something, mm-hmm. I think. Yep, he was part of the greatest recruiting class ever recruited by Texas A&M. Three-star cornerback Keontae Glinton from Wyoming. Uh, three-star defensive lineman Dion Wilson from Arizona. And four-star safety Miles Rouser from Campbell Camels. <laughs> so was a four-star doing Apparently he tore it up in the FCS. I don't know. I'm not going to be the judge. But only one of those guys is even starting. And that's only the safety. So that means the coach, Jerry Kill... Um, believes that the roster that he's got in place is better than the talent he's bringing in. So, and he's yet he's still brought them all in. And even if he needed to go to any of them, I think all those players could start. You know what I mean? And be very talented. Would you say? Yeah. So no, they, they get, did bring in good yeah. talent in the transfer portal. And I didn't even introduce Jerry Kill yet. Who is Jerry Kill? You might ask. Well, <laughs> he was born in Cheney, Kansas. He's got his. He played at South. Uh, I think it was Southwest uh, College. In Kansas, that would be that would be the one. Yep, in and then uh, Winfield, Southwestern, I believe that's what's called. Um, he then went on to coach at Pitt State. Um, he kind of traveled around a lot of the schools. His first head coaching job was Emporia State, right here in Kansas. So Kansas man, let me tell you, he is Kansas man. He's he, taking that Kansas toughness. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He coached uh, Mac school. I, I forgot it. Sorry, but then he went and coached at Minnesota. So big time get at Minnesota. I believe he coached at NIU. I think he was a. Uh, NIU guy. You got it pulled up. I do have it pulled up. Oh, yeah. Chad's on the move, guys. He is on the move looking it up. Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, that's Northern it. Northern Illinois. And Northern Illinois. What are the years on that? Do you see it? 2001. No, that was before Jordan Lynch. Then what, what year did 2001 he... 2001 to 2006. No, that was still before Jordan Lynch. But... Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, SIU. Northern Illinois is 2007. 2007. Through uh, 2010. Yep, so that would be Jordan. He, uh, he abandoned the team for their bowl game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's Jerry Kill. He went to Minnesota. He went to Minnesota. He improved every season. So that this is a fun Jerry Kill stat. Every season that he's a coach at a team, so like whenever he went to Minnesota, he started off five and seven or whatever, and then he slowly progressed each season by one win. The only exception to that is when he had a stroke and he left the team due to medical reasons. A seizure. He has epilepsy. Seizure. Excuse me. He had a seizure and had to leave the, the team um, for medical reasons. That's the only exception to that stat. But every year that he's at a, he's at a, he gets to a program, he improves that program consistently. So he is a program builder. Now, 
Am I predicting, you know, New Mexico State to go 12-0? No. But he brings in two uh, Pittsburgh State guys and uh, offense and defensive coordinators. Great gets. He, he knows those Kansas roots. So this is, this is Kansas's honorary team, okay? State of Kansas honorary teams. Another fun fact. Their win total is at 6.5. And, and guess how many games they play, Chad? 13. They play 13 games. So that means they got to win less or just over half their games to get to the win total. They get an extra game to get that win total. They went seven and six last year. Seven and six last year. The win in the Quick Lane Bowl. And do you remember the stat I just said? He's improved every year he's out of program. He he's indeed. a program builder. So and he brought in a lot of good talent. So I really believe in Jerry Kill. They open up the season this weekend, um, home against UMass. We'll be watching this game. We will be actually, yeah. Mm. Uh, they're gonna win. They're gonna, they are gonna win. They then are stay home. They take on Western Illinois and FCS. They will win. That's two. Um, they are then away at Liberty. I have this down as a loss. I think they lose this one as well. Me too. They then travel away to take on in-state rival uh, New Mexico. They will win that game. I think so too. I think they're in a better spot than New Mexico. That rivalry is coaching. Pretty crazy though. And I think uh, I don't know. Yeah, we don't need to go into the details. Uh, but um, they have better coaching and they have better. Uh, God, what is it? Uh, talent, in my opinion, yeah, a lot more depth. So I think they get that New Mexico game away at Hawaii. Now this is the third end of a three-game away streak. So I gave it to Hawaii just for the sake of this. But this is a winnable game. This is Very a winnable, winnable game. game. I'm going to go with the uh, the Aggies. The only reason I gave it as a loss is because I think that um, three game three road trips in a row is very hard. It is. Way. So, Well, let's be fair. They're only going to uh, New Mexico, New Mexico, Liberty on the East Coast, and Hawaii all the way out in the Pacific Ocean. Lots yeah, of. but right in the middle, it's basically a home game. I understand. I'm just saying. Like, you get my point. Is I that, get your point. But I, I'm still going to give it to the Aggies. I think, they, think they beat the Warriors, the Rainbow Warriors. So, we're already at... You're at four wins. I'm at three wins. They then tr- uh, return home and take on FIU. I think they have a more talented team than FIU. Yep, they're going to win I do game. think FIU is going to improve this year, so I think FIU could be tricky, but I still have them winning. Um, they then stay home. They take on Sam Houston State, the Bearcats. Now, this could be a tricky game. Sam Houston State is no slouch, but... I still favor them. This is Sam Houston's first year in the FBS, so I will give it to New Mexico State. This could be a pretty close game. I think so, too. But I, I, I do think, just from a talent standpoint, they're at home, right? Then yes, I they're will, at home. I will give it to New Mexico State. There we go. So you only have about one loss right now. I know. I, I hmm. Then travel way at UTEP to take on Dana Dimmel. I'm not very high in the minors, um, but I think they they get this one done as well. I had them drop in the Hawaii game. I think it's going to be one of these two away games. So I think that they get Dana Dimmel in El Paso. I agree. Yeah, me too. Um, they then travel away to La Tech. But Hank Bachmeyer. I think they slip up. I need to start giving up. them some losses. That's fine. That's only your second loss of the season. I know. They then return home to take on Mid Tennessee State. Mid Tennessee State went, I think, four and eight last year, three and nine, and one of their wins was against Miami. So it was. we watched that game. <laughs> but 
And we watched the game after, and they got ran they by did, UTSA. They did get ran. Uh, yeah, think, they'll, they'll win this one. I think they win that one as well. So, that cashes the over right there, okay? So, these last three games, they're for fun. Who cares? All right. Uh, away at Western Kentucky. This is a loss. That's a loss. They're away, not beating the Hilltoppers. They're not beating the Hilltoppers. Away at Auburn. Loss. That's a loss. And home to Jacksonville State. I do think Jacksonville State, um, I think they're going to be good. So, this is their first year in the FBS as well. Um, Rich Rod is their coach. Um, he could have taken a Power 5 job or a group of, or a, like a more group, a better group Nobody of Nobody should give him a Power 5 job. You don't like Rich Rod? No. Why is that? I'm just curious. Not a very good coach. Fair enough. I thought he did pretty good at Arizona. And then what did he do at Michigan? Uh, are, you, are you a Michigan fan? No, he lost to App State. That was Rich Rod? Yeah. I didn't know that. In his second game. Fair enough. And then Michigan was stinky for like five years. Yeah, it's hard to recover from that. But I still think he's a decent coach. I think he's better than um, some coaches. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely better than some of the coaches employed. Yeah. So I still think that Jacksonville State could be, like, you know, this could be a Rich Rod's a comeback. You never know. Never know. But I have it down as a loss just for fun. So I have them going uh, eight and five, which is a game and a half on the over. Chad, I think well, you didn't call it Jacksonville State game. Do you I think like Jacksonville State's helmets, so I'm going to give it to Jacksonville State. There you go. You're back on the Rich Rod train. So, <laughs> so Chad. Rich Rod redemption tour. You <laughs> talked me into it. Yeah. So you have them as 8-5 and five as well, a game and a half on the over. So I think this is a great team to bet that this might be over. our lock. Yeah, this is a lock. This was. I was very confident about this game about an hour ago, or that this win total about an hour ago. And then I had sources come by and said they weren't as confident anymore. So I got scared. But walking through the schedule again, I'm back on it. I'm back on the hype train. I think uh, Jerry Kill's going to get it done. I'm very excited. Very excited. All right. So, Aggies, 8-5. and five. Eight Lock and it up. Five. Lock it up. Washington Huskies, Chad. Take yes, us away. We travel to Seattle, Washington, home of the mountains and the homeless and the Space Needle. Soon to be the Supersonics once more. Currently home to the Washington Huskies. There you go. Now this offense is just loaded, Winkler. They've got a lot of talent on this side of the ball. Michael right? Penix back? Michael Penix is back. There we go. To cap off his career with a Heisman push. All right? I didn't know last year he was as good as he was. I knew he was good, but when I read these stats, I think you're going to... Well, he threw for 46... 100 yards. They were about to say 46,000. I was like, holy crap, yeah. that's possible. Crazy. <laughs> uh, 31 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. Uh, Cam Davis, uh, he was their second string last year, but he ran for 522 yards, 13 touchdowns behind Talopapa, who is now in the NFL in Seattle for the Seahawks. He was good last year. They had a good rushing attack. Cam Davis going to shoulder the load this year, though. Now, this receiving core is loaded. Uh, they've got Rome Odunze, Jalen McMillan, and Jalen Polk. Uh, these got two of these guys caught for over a thousand yards. Uh, Rome Odunze caught for eleven hundred forty-five yards and seven touchdowns. McMillan ten ninety-eight and nine touchdowns, and Polk six hundred ninety-four yards and six touchdowns. 
loaded wide receiver core up there in Seattle, all right? Now, on the defensive side of the ball, the D-line's looking good this year. They've got Braylon Trice and Zion Tupola Fikai, Fikai, sorry, looks like an L on my sheet. It's actually a K. Uh, Trice had 39 tackles and 10 sacks last year. Uh, and Tupola Fikai had 28 tackles and four and a half sacks. Okay, so the strengths of this Washington team are definitely in uh, their passing game and their receiving core. Their O-line as well. Uh, I believe Michael Penix Jr. was only sacked eight times last year, which is um, pretty incredible. <laughs> scrumptious. Very scrumptious. Uh, the D-line looking good as well. Now their weaknesses are their D-backs. Not a lot of takeaways from this team either. Uh, kind of kind of the same thing as Maryland. Pretty weak pass defense uh, and taking the ball away. But luckily they don't turn it over too much either, so it's kind of a give and take. Uh, and their rushing game could have some question marks this year with Cam Davis. Will he be able to be that lead back in this vaunted Washington offense? I think if he can handle the rushing load and they have a pretty balanced offense, I mean, the sky's the limit on that side of the ball, you know? Uh, defensively, we'll see if they improve. Last year, they were a little, little weak, and I think that kind of held them back. Kind of the same story that we've seen from a lot of Pac-12 teams over the years, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would agree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that being said, let's just hop right into that schedule. We already know, week one, they're playing Boise. You got that down as a win for the Huskies. We do, we do. Then they play Tulsa. That's going to be at a home. bigger win. It's going to be a very big win for the Huskies. Rest in peace, Tulsa. Third, at Michigan State. Both of my teams play in Michigan State. Both of them walking away with a dub. This one's not a toss-up. I think Washington walks into Lansing and takes out a big win from the Spartans. Well, let me tell you, I'm pretty high on Sparty. got him beating Maryland, but Sparty will lose to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> they will lose. You heard it right like here. Like that gaslighting there. <laughs> Sorry to my friend Grayson. He attends Michigan State University going against the Spartans this year. Then they travel back home, take on Cal. Uh, the last matchup with Cal for a very long time, probably. <laughs> and unfortunately, the pure amount of rage that the Golden Bears will feel will not be enough. Washington's simply too good. So this is a Washington win for me. I agree. I think Washington wins. If this was in Cal, though, I think I'd take the Bears. I don't know really? Why. I think it'd be closer. I think Cal's going to be a 7-5 team this year. Oh. Whoa. What's their win total at? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. I don't care enough to bet it. <laughs> right, then they travel at Zona for the last game with the Wildcats. Arizona looking a little better this year, but... Um, again, I still don't believe in them yet. I still don't either. I think I, st I need to see it to believe it. And again, the pure amount of rage that these cats will be feeling won't be enough. We've got that game. They've got a... Got a few opponents sandwiched in here that are probably going to be pretty angry at the Huskies. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, they're taking on the Ducks at home, uh, Oregon. The Trader Bowl. The Trader Bowl. This is always a good game, though. <laughs> uh, last year in Autzen Stadium, Washington won a thriller and dashed uh, Oregon's college football hopes because of a terrible play call on Oregon's part. Just bewildering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still do not understand it. And Washington was able to get a walk-off field goal to win. Mm -hmm. um, God, I, I don't know. This one I was 50-50 on. I gave it to Washington because there's going to be a game down the line that I think. Uh, I've got Washington dropping one down the line as well. Right. Um, so I, I give this one to the Huskies. They kind of have Oregon's number. 
it seems they they get the better of the Ducks these last few years. So, yeah. moving on, the Sun Devils are coming up to the rainy city. Now Arizona State always gets a random game they shouldn't. You know what I mean? I know they really do, but I I I, I feel it's like gotta it's got to be in Tempe. So I think it's I got this be, as a win, but do you know if they play USC in Tempe this year? I don't know. I, I think they played them last year in Tempe. Maybe they played Oregon. I think they would beat Oregon in Tempe this year. Maybe you should bet that. Um, so there's a random game that Arizona State gets. But, yeah, I mean, they they don't have their sun powers here because it's always so cloudy. It's cloudy. Um, Seattle. It's depressing. It's, it's, it's dreary. depressing. You got city everywhere. You have you to find fish beauty. flying through the markets. Yeah. Like, come on. They're not ready for that. What a miserable so, place. Don't move there. We've got the Huskies <laughs> at 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, 7-0, oh, heading in to a game against the fallen empire of the Stanford Cardinal. Now, if this was next year, I think I'd give it to Stanford. Stanford's going to be this year, a really. long road back. Yeah. Um, I don't have it yet. They've hired away Sacramento State's head coach. He had a very good offense. In very good. I think State. it's going to be a lot of points. I'll take you over in this game. I will as well, but I still think this is a dub. The Stanford band can't stop the Huskies. Ooh. Now, here is a very good game. It's a very good game. Washington. 12 Network. will be 12 people <laughs> looking at it. At You Suck Club. Caleb Williams. The Trojan Condoms. Caleb Williams versus Michael Penix. This is going to be a quarterback duel for the agents. This will be good. This might be 1-2 and two in Heisman at this point in the season. You lucked out. This is almost during the Maryland game. Yeah, I know. At least I get to watch this one. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, oh. Um, this, I, I put this down as a toss-up. I really don't know who's going to win. Both of them have real shit defenses. I got USC winning this one. I'm pretty confident about that. I think USC will take care of business. If this is that Husky Stadium, I'll take, I'll take Washington. But... I think uh, USC is going to be on a little bit of a warpath this year. I don't know if they get it done, but I just think that USC is going to be rolling at this point. And so here's the thing: USC loses two games. I would imagine that Caleb Williams is going to sit out the rest of the year. So I remember if, you mentioning that. If US, because I think Caleb Williams, you, he's a superstar, and he knows how much he's going to be worth. He's going to be number one overall. So like, if you lose two games, there's nothing you're really playing for, um, for Caleb Williams' perspective. So I think I think he's the type of person that he would do that. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to diss him. I'm just saying I think he's the type of person that would do that. No, so, I agree with you. Um, agree and granted, with you. it's the better business decision. Whatever, I don't care. I mean, because I mean, if you, if you think about it, two games, they're out of a New Year's Six Bowl at that yeah. point, probably, yeah. unless things get real shaken up. So, which I almost want to predict that they do mm-hmm. this year, but. We'll get to that later on. I think on. USC will still be at one loss, so I think, or uh, at this point. So I think that the USC is going to still be playing at full strength, and I think they get it done. USC does, not Washington. Sorry. Husky fans. Mm. Well, I have them going one and one between this game and a game later on down the line. Okay. Um, Who's our next opponent then? It is Utah at home. Utes are always a tough out. But it, it's but away it from is. Utah. I think Utah's might be a little bit on a down year. I don't trust K, uh, Cam Rising's Cam health. Uh, um, if Cam Rising was 100%, I'd be like, ooh, I like this spot. But he's not at 100%. Um, it's unsure whether he's going to be able to go for week one. And even if he does go, I'm worried about him re-aggravating that ankle injury. So um, I just, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've watched him win this game. 
I do as well. Kyle Whittingham's always got the Utes ready to play, but I, I still am going to go with Washington here. I think they I think they overpower them offensively. Mm-hmm. This is my other toss-up game. This is the game I'm going with. This is a toss-up, Chad. I know what you're going. This is not a toss-up. This is a game. They're traveling to the to the Beaver Arena. You're telling me this is be Oregon State's best team in years. You know years. who's on a war path? Oregon State's on Oregon a Oregon State war path. is on scorched earth path. And I think that this, I don't care what Oregon State's record is going to be at this point, because I already know it's going to be a lot more than what people think. And I think Oregon State gets this done. They are on, they've got Oregon and they've got Washington circled in red ink. So I think Oregon State gets it done. They upset Washington to end Washington's playoff hopes. Well, I've still only got Washington. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the dub against USC late night in SoCal, uh, just for the purpose of my playoff prediction last week. <laughs> uh, so right now I've got Oregon the State's Huskies not losing this game. They are winning this game. <laughs> I cannot. I hope Oregon State goes like they lose a couple games before this, so I can money line this play so hard. I think uh, yeah, I, I I'll put Washington down as a definitive loss here, and then. The Apple Cup against Washington State. The other vengeful team. But I just don't know. Now, this is always a good game. It is. Washington could get tight late in the game. They feel that, oh, we're going to the Pac-12 championship. If they win this, if we win the Pac-12 championship, we're going to the playoff. Maybe they get a little tight. I don't know. I don't know if they do. I went one and one with this game in Oregon. I gave him the game with Oregon, and so I will have Washington State upsetting the Huskies yet again to for the Cougar revenge in the last Apple <laughs> Cup ever. That um, would be some good poetic justice. Um, your Huskies are traitors to the Pac-12. They are traitors. They're traitors to the angry. West. And I'm not going to cheer for them when they go to the Big Ten. <laughs> I won't. I'm not going to cheer for any Big Ten team except for Maryland. Um and Iowa because it's a shit show. That's <laughs> off Iowa. <laughs> and uh, but this is in Husky Stadium. I think. I think I this is probably going to be snowy. If this is in Pullman, this would be almost the like the Oregon State lock that mm-hmm. I think. But because it's in a, it's it's at Husky Stadium, like you said. I'm just like, ugh. I think they drop one between Washington State and Oregon just because Washington State's going to be very vengeful. Oregon's got a lot of talent with Bo Nix and everything. So, like, Oregon, I think, very well could get him and probably, I don't want to say should, but you get my point. Like, they got, Oregon has a talent to get him this year. Um, Oregon State, that's another loss I had. Uh, Oregon State, Washington State, dude, they're going to be so pissed off and those players will be ready to go. I hope that Oregon State can go win the Pac-12 and make it to the college football playoff. Just the fucking <laughs> shit on all the teams that are leaving. Including the ones that. joining the Big 12. Like, I would including really like that. Them. Yeah, no, I would. That'd be fun. Uh, USC, I just think USC's just got so much talent. If they're playing efficiently, then I think USC gets it done. You know what I mean? Just a chalk pick at that point. The, uh, the big key in that game for me is going to be turnovers. Um, I mean, we know Washington takes care of the ball, but they don't take the ball away. USC, as bad as their defense was last year, they did force turnovers. That was their one saving grace. That's how they got out of a lot of games. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that one. That's in week, like, nine or something. I'm not going to count, to be honest. Uh, but my ceiling for the Huskies is 11-1, and one, and my floor, they could go 8-4 and four here. 
in my opinion. I don't have them listed I have down. I three. I have them on the under at nine, nine and a half wins. I'm not saying that I'm locking this. I'm not betting it. I think no, I'm not gonna the bet first this half of that schedule is cheese. You it's know a what snooze mean? walk. It's, it's and then you get to Oregon. Oregon, they and could then, get caught sleeping there. You know what I mean? They could be smelling themselves. They could be thinking that they're they're better than they are. But, <laughs> but uh, so Oregon could be a wake-up call. But I think between Oregon, USC, Oregon State, and the vengeful Washington, I think they, they drop one. And maybe you could throw Cal in there, too. Pac-12 is be fun this year. Like, it is. And it's, it's looking at the the uh, the schedule, there's so many ranked teams in the pack, and it's such a shame that it's coming to an end. It's yeah. such a good conference. It's, it's so fun. It's a good conference. I refuse to put USC and UCLA in the Big Ten in my uh, NCAA 14 dynasty. Oh, no, I never will. If, if there's conference realignment on the next game, I'm <coughs> whatever conference is out Where you out can't east, control it, you mean? Huh? Where you can't control it? Or you're saying you're going to move them back to the yeah. 12. Okay, I get If it, whatever exists out here. Um, <laughs> That'd be cool if you could create your own conference. You know that I mean? would be nice. The EA, I know you suck, but uh, put that in the game. Uh, anyway, that wraps up our bonus football previews. Mm-hmm. What now? So the question I had for you, I already forgot. So I apologize on that one. That's that's on me. The five. Yeah. The five, whatever oh, okay. five thing was. All right. Well, I've got a prompt for you. I, I also have a prompt. I thought of a new one. Okay. But, but on a, on a let's s- hear yours first, because I'm still writing down mine. All right. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, one being the least, how chaotic do you think the landscape of college football will be this year? See, I think it all depends on Georgia. If Georgia loses to Tennessee, I think it's going to be very chaotic. But it all comes down to that Georgia-Tennessee game. And I hope Tennessee can win. Because otherwise you're just going to have Georgia cakewalking in because Georgia has a cakewalk of a schedule. Now, I also think Michigan, I think there's going to be a Big Ten team that's going to go undefeated as well. Whether it's Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. I think one of them's going to emerge. I think the most chaotic you could get out of the Big Ten is Penn State beats um, Michigan at home. Ohio State beats... Um, Ohio State beats Penn State at home, and uh, Michigan beats Ohio State at home. Because then you got a three-way tie between the three of them. And so who goes to the conference championship? Do you put all three of them in? Do you, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you get my point is that that's going to be a huge, like, what the fuck happens there in the Big Ten. And honestly, that's what's shaping out to be because they all play each other on each other's home fields. You know what I mean? So there's not one of them that gets two at home. Like, if Ohio State had Penn State and Michigan at home this year... I think I'd lean Ohio State to, you know what I mean, sneak it out, even though I'm not very high on Ohio State. Or if Penn State had Ohio State and Michigan at home, I'd have uh, Penn State, you know what I mean, winning the Big Ten. So I think that's going to be another factor. Obviously, if Georgia's quarterback doesn't pan out, they lose to Tennessee, like I just mentioned earlier, and maybe another game. But I think that's the only way you're going to see it. Otherwise, you're for sure going to see a Georgia, two Big Ten teams, and it only leaves the fourth spot up for grabs. The Big 12 is going to self-implode. Pac-12 most likely will self-implode. And then, two cannibalizing conferences, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think those two conferences for sure will like you know self-cannibalize. And then the ACC, I think uh, Clemson maybe squeaks one out and gets into it. I hope to God that there's not just an SEC Big Ten matchup where it's like I know yeah. Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, Michigan, or vice, like any combination of the two, two SAC teams and two Big Ten teams. Although, like... You can make an argument that, you know I mean, there are four teams and those two conferences are better than the rest. I, I don't disagree with that. I just hope that there, there's a little bit more variety. 
I'm really cheering against Georgia this year. It kind of makes me sad just because, you know, this is only Georgia. Like, Georgia's only won three titles in its history. You know what I mean? So I feel bad. I'm cheering against a team that doesn't normally win it very much. But I just feel like I'm just kind of done with the SEC. I'm just kind of done with the Big Ten. Oh, me too, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Michigan win it. I'd like to see Harbaugh win it, bring back a title to Michigan, get all those people that's, like, shitting on Harbaugh off his back. Not, I'm not even a Harbaugh fan, and I'm just kind of annoyed with it because I think he's a good coach. I think he is too. I think he's a very good coach. So I just – I don't know. It's just, like, when you say chaos, like, we're still going to see two Big Ten teams or two SEC teams. You're going to see an SEC team. Or you're going to see at least one SEC team, at least one or two Big Ten teams, and you're going to throw in maybe an ACC team just because the ACC is just so terrible. So, whether it's Florida State or Clemson, I think it's going to be Clemson. I think Clemson goes 11-1, they make it. So, I think it's going to be kind of chalky, you know what I mean? But I think in terms of college football for the Pac-12 and the Big 12, it's going to be like absolute chaos. Does that make sense? What's your take on that? You know, I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel the same. I think... Uh you know, I tried to shake it up with my, my college football playoff picks last week. Let me revisit that here. I went with Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, and Washington. So you still got an SEC and a Big Ten at one and two. Uh, Clemson, just because the ACC is stinky. And then, you know, you throw Washington in there from the Pac-12, just kind of shake things up. Um, I think we're never going to see something like... 2007 again. You know what I mean? I hope we do. I, I hope, hope we do too. We probably won't. We might. Um, with the, with everyone joining super conferences, it's going to force all these good programs to play each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true. I'm just, you know, I'm just spitballing here. But well, I mean, we will oh, see down the line, of course, oh, yeah. but um, I think I will give this season a 7 on Chaos rating. Um, Ooh, you you got the you, you got us on a chaos uh, watch advisory maybe. Yeah, we're on we're on a chaos or a chaos advisory right now. Okay, we're not on a chaos warning quite yet. We're a step above chaos mm-hmm. watch. Um, what percentage would you say it's gonna be chaos? Seventy percent. Yeah, is it seventy seventy three percent chaos? I do agree because three of the top or sorry yeah three of the four playoff teams are all replacing quarterbacks Ohio State's replacing a quarterback uh, Michigan is the only team that's really bringing back a lot of their production from last year Georgia of course is loaded in every position except for quarterback and I think the quarterback's still a five star recruit so it's just like yes he is you're going yeah. off of like <laughs> quarterback rankings and Georgia will be fine but. Um, I think the most chaotic conferences will be the Big 12 and the Pac-12 mm-hmm because, like I mentioned, those are two self-cannibalizing conferences. Yeah. I think if if that does occur, as far as the chaos, then I don't think. Oh, this would suck. I don't think either of them get someone in the playoff. Who is this? Big Twelve and Pac Twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Just because I think the top half of both of those conferences, any of the teams could be any other team. Versus, like, if you get into the SEC and the Big Ten, mm. then it's kind of like, okay, well, the top four teams in those conferences can hypothetically beat each other. Does it always happen? No. Is it a close game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. But a lot of times, you know, let's say there's chaos on the lower ranks and then Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama just win all their games except, like, one. That's not very chaotic from a 
playoff standpoint. But overall, I think this season has a lot of potential to be unruly to a degree. A lot of movement in the polls. And maybe a lot of it's going to depend on how the, the, uh, the rankings committee sort of weighs these teams after their first early games. And they're games. just going to put the blue bloods in, so... <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, that. but I mean, yeah. you know, the first college football playoff ranking was what Mississippi State, Florida State, Ole Miss, Auburn. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. All those teams. I don't know if any, I think Florida State was the only one that made the playoff. But uh, yeah, I think they were. Um, <laughs> I would hate to see that in an actual playoff. That's three SEC teams and an ACC team. That just kind of defeats that would the whole suck, purpose. Yeah. Um, but I, for one, welcome the twelve-team playoff. Mm-hmm. I think that'll make things a lot more interesting. I prefer eight because if you go twelve, then I you think got, twelve is a bit of a leap. You, I agree. You got to go to sixteen. It, like it's either eight or sixteen because I think giving teams a week off just is too much of an advantage. Does that make sense? A week off to rest, and prepare for whoever they're playing next. I just think it's too much of an advantage. Who knows? Maybe it's a sleeper spot. Maybe that's why it's designed. So, I just. I didn't like 12. It's just clunky. It looks bad. You're going to see records that are just kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to have the same amount of record now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you already see that now, but you get my point. Is that just kind of like, ugh. So, uh, I don't like 12. Either go to 16, rip off the band-aid, allow everyone in, or, and do conference. Like, I think if you did 16 and did one team from each conference, I think that would be great. I think that would too. It'd make the MAC mean more. Who the hell's going to represent the MAC? You know what I mean? So it'd make winning the MAC title so much more. Maybe Mountain West would get representation. The uh, Conference USA would get representation. And I think they should do a rule that if um, the winner of a conference, as long as they host a conference championship game, gets an automatic bid. That way, teams can't, like Notre Dame, just can't create a conference with like UMass and Navy and Army. Yeah. And just be like, oh, we won our conference every year. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, no, I, I agree with that. That's actually a very good take. I know. No, I like that. And so, like, you have to either have at least 10 teams or – and I I don't really care about the conference championship as much, but as long as you have at least 10 teams in your conference, then um, you should get an automatic bid into a 16-team playoff. I think it should be that way for eight teams. I think eight conferences, eight teams. But I understand teams vary. Um, the better team sometimes loses, then you're going to have, oh, well, they should have won if they would have got in. So, like, fuck <laughs> solve that, do 16, and do auto bids for all the conferences. That way, every team gets a representation on into the playoff. Yeah, Obviously, I agree if that. you reach a spot where they're... And it also encouraged the Pac-12 to reinform. Because why the hell would USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon go play? Like, how... How many times do you think one of those teams is going to win the Big Ten in the next five years? I'd put it at one. I would put it as one as well. And I'd honestly, I, I think it would if be you like, did one and a half, I'd take the under, hammer it. If you did a half, I'd go probably under still. The, my only pick would be like... USC pops off a year. Mm-hmm. Oregon buys their way in because they have the biggest NIL collection. Bodacious. Phil Knight, baby. Um... So I think that'd be that'd be solving the college football playoff is if you did sixteen, every conference gets an auto bid as long as they have ten teams or conference champion. Or like a, a championship game. Yeah. Whatever. That way they have to prove it again. Okay. I wonder if they talked about that. No, because they're idiots. Probably they're not, not us. you're right. They're not us. They're really. not <laughs> us. They're not over here grinding. So I do have a, a prompt for you. Okay. Alright. You 
Since football season is starting, let's get our bias out of the way. Let's list one team from every conference that we're cheering for. Kansas oh. is already given for the Big Twelve, yeah. so let's let's name another school outside um, our favorite schools. Because obviously, I'm a K State fan, you're a KU fan, so we're already gonna put that out of the way. One team from each conference that you're cheering for, and it could be like you have a future on them, so you're cheering for them this year. You know what I mean? Because that's why I did New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll rattle off the AAC if you want to go in alphabetical order. How about this? You think about it. You think about it, and I'll rattle off mine. Okay. That sounds good. So, for the AAC, I could not decide between UTSA and SMU. Um, I really like SMU. I've been a fan of them ever since I watched the 30 for 30 on the death penalty. However, I chose UTSA just because I really like the story of how they started their program back in 2008. They started playing actual ball in 2012. I like that story. So, I'm going to go UTSA Roadrunners this year. I'd love to see SMU, you know, going a little bit of run. I'd love to see it. I just listened to an SMU preview, and I like got so hyped up for SMU. So this is like one of their best, most talented teams since then. So I'm gonna have UTSA as my AAC team. Um, ACC, I don't know. I hate all of them. Um, I wrote down NC State because I'm gonna put a future on them, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it. I guess Louisville. I like Brom, but I don't like them that much. So. I, I'm going to go NC State. Fuck it. I don't care. Uh, but that's like the lowest of all the teams about to run off. Big 10, last year I was Purdue. I was really high on Purdue. This year I'm going with Iowa. I'm high on Iowa. So I, I like Iowa. And I hope that they make the Big 10 West. Or they win the Big 10 West. Big 12, I like Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's my a Big 12 team outside the two Kansas schools. I actually, um, no offense to you, I like Oklahoma State more than KU. Um, okay. Jimmy, it's just a rivalry thing. You know what I mean? Um so, it's just, you know, that's just how I view it. Um, Conference USA, New Mexico State, Jerry Kill, baby. Come on. I, I learned about this, like, literally just a couple weeks ago about all of his ties to Kansas, and I immediately got attached to the Aggies. So, I'm a big Aggie fan this year. Go Aggies. Um, the Maction. Um, I originally liked Toledo, but it seems kind of chalky to kind of bandwagon on with them. So, I'm going to go Miami of Ohio this time. Um, I, I like what they got going on. In Miami, Ohio, they got a great defense, like their style of ball and everything. So I'm going to go Miami, Ohio for the MAC. Mountain West Conference team. I mean, this is too obvious. Boise State, baby. Let's go. If, I didn't, if it wasn't Boise State, I'd probably check, choose like Colorado State or um, um, like Fresno or something chalky. But um, <laughs> but Colorado State's got a really cool stadium. I do like this. I was looking at images of the other day, and it's really cool. So I, I do like Colorado State. I think that would be my number two if it wasn't for Boise, but I got Boise number one. Pac-12, go Beavers. Oregon State, I've always liked Oregon State. I remember I had a dynasty with Oregon State in instantly 14 <laughs> where I tried to recruit from Alaska and Hawaii only. Didn't work out. I was kind of... Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, Sunbelt, I had a couple teams I listed. Um, I listed, wrote down Marshall, Texas State, and USA. So, uh, University of South Alabama. Uh, I don't think South Alabama is my favorite team. I think they're going to be the best team this year. So, I'll be cheering for them for that reason because I'm going to put a future on them to win the conference. Texas State, their logo was used and their facilities were used in Friday Night Lights. So I've always liked Texas State. Um, however, I think Marshall's my favorite team, the Sun Belt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marshall. You know what I mean? Uh, we are Marshall. You know what I mean? Cheesy movie, but still really good. Still really good. Um, with the whole Wichita State plane crash and Marshall plane crash thing, I th- just feel like I always cheer for them and everything. So rattle off that one. SEC, this one was disgusting, but you got to pick one of those teams. Um, so I chose Arkansas. It's the closest school to us. 
Um, I also like their ties with the Southwest Conference. I enjoy the Arkansas the Southwest Conference, even though that was before I was alive. But, you know what I mean? I watched, uh, like I said, that 30 for 30 on the Pony Express and all the, the money that was being flown around. So I just have a tie to that Southwest Conference. Um, so I went with Arkansas. And those are my favorite teams. Okay. Um, so I'll start out in the American. I'm going to tell you here. I'm going to go UTSA. Uh, I like SMU's uniforms. I like their stadium. But I, their NIL stuff, you know, obviously – I don't, I don't they mind. They are trying to join the ACC for $0. They're like, just give us that schedule, and we will fucking I win. know. I know. Um, <laughs> and so, I love that. That's a ballsy move. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with the Roadrunners. Love the mascot. Like you said, I love the story. I kind of like um, the Alamo Dome. If there's any team that's going to play in a dome, you know what I mean? The Alamo Dome is great. That's why I, I, I picked them on a Road to Glory once, because the Alamo Dome. Um, for the ACC, I'm going North Carolina. Uh, I like their uniforms. I like Drake May. I don't know. Something about North Carolina. I think it's just because they, they're often a high-powered offense. Uh, they're very visually appealing on the field. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go with uh, the Tar Heels. Uh, Big Ten. Going to Iowa with you. I can't choose Maryland, of course. So we're going to Iowa. You can choose Maryland. Eh, I wanted to make it more fun. That's fine. So okay. I didn't choose Washington for the pack either. That's okay. Uh, Iowa. I mean... <laughs> It's not to love, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big 12. I'm actually still pondering this a little bit because I don't mind Oklahoma State, but I don't want to tell you on all of these. No, you're fine. I kind of like Texas Tech, but I don't really like their uniforms. Ooh, I like the black and red. You know what I mean? The I don't Raider like the numbers. Mentality. The numbers throw Yeah, that's off. fair. But So... Mike Leach still never got paid, so screw him on that. Uh-huh, that's true. So, actually, I will tell you, because I really like Oklahoma State's uniforms, mm-hmm. and I like Gundy, and, uh, yeah, Conference USA. I'm still still pondering this as well. <laughs> is is Western Kentucky in Conference USA? Yes, they are. Yeah. If it wasn't for New Mexico State, mine would have been Western Kentucky, yeah, too. Western I always uh, love starting off as the Western Kentucky offensive coordinator. That was always some of my funnest dynasties. You'd always put up insane numbers. Yeah. So, um, always like that. Always like that. All right, uh, Maction. Uh, this school holds a place near and dear to my heart. I've played many a dynasties with them in NCAA. <laughs> I can already fill in your words. It's Ohio. Ohio Bobcats. The Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> I really like their uniforms. They had Nathan Rourke now on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was so, so good. Um... Unfortunately, injured for a little bit last year. Oh. That sucked. But uh, Mountain West, you mentioned them earlier. I'm going the Rams. I'm going Colorado State. I have a dynasty with them <laughs> as well. I like the stadium. Like I've mentioned like three times, mm-hmm. they've got that sumo wrestler. No, they've yeah. got some pretty decent uniforms. Overall, I mean, I just love watching their shit fests at like 11 p.m. So. Oh yeah. Nevada and uh, Colorado State was one of our most memorable games we will ever watch. It was so good. It was so terrible. I will remember that game until the day I die. (laughs) Sonny, let me tell you about one of the greatest football games of all time. He's going to be like, oh, Tennessee and Alabama. I'm going to be like, no. That was a good game, too. That was a good game. That was a great game. But for pure entertainment value, you got to go Colorado State-Nevada. 
mm-hmm. with their Nevada with their six seven quarterback from <laughs> Garden City Community <laughs> College. Yeah, that was good. Um, all right, and then the Pac twelve. I'm going to Oregon State with you. They're on that war path. War damn beeves. Let's see what they can do. Mm-hmm. See what the bees can do. The Sun Belt. Riding with the Mountaineers. Appalachian State. Something about them is just fascinating. They're just me. too mainstream now. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I like fair. I like App State. They're just so mainstream now that's just like <sighs> But so I like the town. I like the the or the air yeah, around yeah, this for sure. The, the facility. Luke, Luke Combs went there. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's good. And the SEC it's gotta be Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah, that, that holds dear to your heart. Uh, I can't do Arkansas because, you know. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. It, it was nothing for, uh, you know what I mean, about that game. I just, if it, you had to choose one, you know what I mean, you got to choose. I always tend to err on the side of choosing west of the Mississippi. So, <laughs> that's just what I do. You know what I mean? All, I think every single team I listed was West of the, uh, <laughs> the Mississippi, except for NC State, which I was forced to. That was, that was the one conference I was forced to pick East. <laughs> so. so there we go. You got anything else for us, Chad? No, not at this moment, I don't. Hmm. You want to close us out of here, then? I think I will. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Sunflower Spreads podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. At Sunflower Spread, no S on the end because it exceeds the character limit. Sad. Sad. Anyway, we're very excited for college football. Week zero coming up. It's going to be a fun season. I mean, you got to cherish these games while you have them. So, week zero, hope everyone's looking forward to it. What games are you going to, real quick? This year? Yes. We'll be going to Kansas and Oklahoma State down mm-hmm. in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Hoping to go up to Lincoln for Nebraska and Maryland. Mm-hmm. And, well, I might make it up to Manhattan for a game. We'll see. Not no KU game planned? I mean, obviously the Oklahoma well, State game, but. Yeah, well, maybe I turn the Lawrence game into a Manhattan trip. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yep, I'll be going up for KU's home opener September 1st. I'll be going up for K-State's opener September 2nd. Still undecided on the Stillwater game that you mentioned against Kansas. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, I was already looking at that before you had told me you were going. Uh, Nebraska game, it'll depend on how my bank account's looking at the end of all those. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still need to look at the slate for that KU-Oklahoma State game. I try to target games where there's not as many good games. So, I'm, which makes me sad because I I'm gonna miss the Boise UCF game, which is like, that's the one game I it was like, I, I have to choose somewhere where I'm gonna miss. A good <laughs> game. There's no other K State games that they had at home that you know what I mean. I was gonna avoid losing. It. So, plus tickets are normally cheaper for home openers because they're it, normally the games are snooze fest. So, yeah. I'm excited for the season, Chad. Um, hopefully, K State. Can hopefully both of our teams can have a good uh, season this year. Um, we'll see. What would you say would be a disappointing season for Kansas? Six and six again, or probably, yeah. But that's very realistic of happening. Of course, mm-hmm. it's probably their. I think their floor is six and six. Their ceiling is probably eight and four, nine and three. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think Leipold takes another step forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah, K State. I think um, seven and five would be pretty disappointing. Um, Eight and four, and they miss out on a Big Twelve title game. Like, 
as long as the loss is out of conference, you know what I mean. I think they could still squeeze in there, but I think eight and four would be pretty disappointing. But it wouldn't be as bad as seven and five, if you you know what I mean. But yeah, I think the expectation for K State's nine and three or higher. So well, hopefully they can exceed that. K State normally doesn't do well with high expectations, so <laughs> it's bound to be a letdown spot for <laughs> me over here. Well, I suppose we shall see. Ooh, we sat. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> We shall, yeah, we shall see you. We shall see. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Anyway, thank you for listening once again, and we will see you next time, most likely for a week zero recap and week one picks. Love it. Love it. All right. We'll see you when we see you.